everyone, and welcome to Right Now, a student ministry podcast here at Ridgecrest Baptist Church. And this is episode 27 with my man, David Summerlin. Welcome, David. Glad to have you on the podcast today. Glad to be here. So we've already had a quick conversation for those on YouTube, and we're not going to go back there about your war zone thought between Auburn and Turner. But we do have an opening question that is a surprise question on the podcast. And if you've watched any of them, it's not going to be a surprise to you, Mm -hmm. David. But let's get started with this question. Right now, if you could do anything, time wasn't uh, an issue, space wasn't an issue, money wasn't an issue, what would you do and why? So if time and money are not an issue at all, I would super research space travel, all right? And then I'd explore all of space, find intelligent life. All right. So you think intelligent life is out there. Mm -hmm. How far you got to go? Uh, probably a few light years, but if time's not a factor, that won't matter. So would you build your own like a way to get out there, or would you just buy you something? Probably just use like normal spaceships or something. Okay, so you or don't. I guess I could invent like a warp drive or something if time's not a factor. Okay, I don't know what a warp drive is. It's like the hyperdrive from uh, Star Wars. Oh, okay, you know all is. right. Yeah. I know the hyperdrive. There we go. Yeah. I rode Smuggler's Run last week. In Disney World, and Mr. Asher pulled the hyperdrive down. <laughs> well, for that's us cool. To, yeah, it was pretty cool. So, well, that's interesting. Space travel, you're interested in all that kind of stuff. Are you big into, like, research on the SpaceX world and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. I think that's all cool. want to know what's all out there. Yeah, for sure. It's an interesting world when you think about how far does this go what is all out there um that's very interesting so maybe one day we'll travel to space together you know the goal you know i guess was elon musk wants people to just be able to go to space and come back we can be space missionaries hey you know you might never know um et and his buddies might need i mean they need jesus just as much i guess as the rest of us do so well let's start today david as we think about our podcast and right now we do this podcast to encourage Um, people to think about living in the moment, using their life and being wise, as Ephesians 5 tells us, um, to be versus unwise like the rest of the world. And so as we think about that, we want to talk about three main questions. And it's so fun to have these conversations uh, with you guys on this podcast. And I know people that watch and listen to this enjoy listening to it as well because it's an encouragement to them. And so as we begin today, first question, David, what's God teaching you right now? Um, God's just really been teaching me about how to take that first step in evangelizing to people, which is showing other people compassion and kindness. Because really, it's kind of, people think that sharing the gospel is step one, but really that's more like the touchdown. Step one's getting that first first down, which is just getting them into a point where they feel comfortable talking to you about these uh, harder subjects and more, they don't feel like you're preaching down to them because you're saved because we're not better than people who aren't saved because we're saved. We're in a better position than people who aren't saved. And we want to get them to that position. And so it's not, we're not standing on like a pedestal talking down to them about, Oh, their struggles and belittling them in a way, but we're trying to, show compassion and kindness to them because that's what Jesus did. Jesus spent a large majority of his time either with his disciples or with sinners. Right. Well, everyone's sinners, but like tax collectors and people that society looked down upon because it was not politically correct to be around them and what they were doing. Right. But Jesus still, um, he would spend time with them. He would perform miracles to them. He would 
use kindness towards them. And because of that, they were more willing to listen to what he had to say. Yeah, that's really good, David. I heard one time from a, um, a pastor that was um, at this church. He, sp- he said this, evangelism has really transitioned from confrontational type ministry to relational ministry. You know, evangelism for a long time, the church would go bang on doors just randomly, mm-hmm. not know anybody, and share Jesus. And there was a time and place for that, and maybe there still is today. But now it's more about relationships. And I think that's what I'm hearing you say right here in that compassion and love, that first, first down. I love that analogy before you get to the touchdown. Um, having that relationship with somebody to then share more about who Jesus is and the goodness of his grace and love towards them. And so really quickly, a little bit deeper into that conversation for a second, what is something that has helped you? What does that first step look like when you're trying to really show compassion and love to somebody before you share Jesus with Mm -hmm. them? What does that practically look like? Whether it's somebody new that you meet or a friend that you have that you've known for a long time, just what's that initial step maybe for you? Um, well, I really feel like that first step is normally you can kind of enter the, uh, through either just being patient and then people will realize something's different there or just kind of abnormal, uh, like kindness towards people yeah, and not necessarily being, um, I'm not sure what the best way to put it would be, but like. Just coming towards them with the the kind the compassion and that kindness versus not paying them attention or not showing them any type of attention would that be mm-hmm. kind of what yeah, you think? That's what I'm getting at because they uh, they'll recognize that because not right. most people are pretty like cold nowadays. Correct. But whenever you come with and you're more friendly to them, you're not uh, you're not like seeing them as a charity right, too, right, right. not being disingenuous about right. why you're being yeah. compassionate towards them. You're not trying to like guilt them into salvation because you can't right. guilt someone into salvation. Right. Yeah, no, that's just really, really good because for a lot of us, our initial step towards a person, it might just be a smile. It might mm-hmm. just be a hello. It might be a handshake. It might be um, just a comment or something like that. But that's the first step to open the door of the relationship that hopefully takes you deeper into their life for you to tell them who God is to you and what he's done um, and how he's changed your life for the goal of them getting to a place. Hopefully the Holy Spirit draws them to the same lifestyle. And so, David, that's a huge challenge as we think about evangelism in general because we have the opportunity to take the good news to the ends of the earth, and that starts with us being people of relationships and showing that kindness and love before we try to just, instead, I better say it like this, instead of shoving the gospel kind of down their throat in some ways, and that's what's turned people off in a lot of ways. So huge challenge for us today, for those watching and listening, to think about building those relationships to point people to Jesus. Second question, you ready? Yes, sir. One for one already. So here we go. Number two. What, or let's say like this, how can God use your generation right now? Um, I think that God can use our, our generation to kind of be the first generation in a while to not necessarily demonize people that we don't agree with. That's good. Because yeah. it's really normalized in just every facet of life. So if someone doesn't agree with you, they're your enemy. Right. Even in like something that's 
relatively speaking, pretty small, like sports or something, like Auburn and Alabama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so you're not, we just are so quick to put up borders and focus on what divides us instead of something that we can unite on, like a common goal or anything like that. And I think that um, what can ultimately be a focus of our generation, because with uh, social media and all that, there's so much to like so much more to care about. And so you can find more things to be divided on, but you can also find more things to be united on. That's good. You can find more things because of social media to be divided on, but also to be united on. That's a huge statement. That's a great statement, David, today to think about. Um, When you think about that thought of not making everybody your enemy just because you don't see eye to eye on some sort of situation, What is something that you would say that helps you for a friend or a family member or somebody, Mm -hmm. a coworker or something like that? What helps you not go there? What helps you not see them as your enemy and just be able to say, okay, maybe I'm going to agree to disagree on this, but I still love you where you are. What's something that helps you do that? Um, I mean, a lot of times it's just, if you take a step back and kind of readjust your perspective on it and like, does it really matter that much that it's worth jeopardizing this relationship with or mm-hmm. like uh, letting this be baggage carrying on and having that slow down your progress in various different things, whether it's a disagreement with a coworker or a brother in Christ or anything like that. It will, if you let the uh, disagreements and the different points of view tarnish your relationships you're going to get nowhere yeah that's a great point take that step back ask the question is it worth their having this um issue between the two of you now because of that and uh, not letting it uh, affect that relationship another you know I, I hear this common kind of conversation coming out of these things that god's working in you right now of just that relationship and that love towards people and not being people of division but being mm-hmm. people of unity. So third question as we wrap up today, David, great job uh, so, so far on these two first two questions. But this one's always fun to me to hear from those that sit in that chair as we talk about uh, the on the Right Now podcast. But what's a major current event of interest to you right now? Uh, I'd say a major current event of interest to me is something that's not like insane, but it's the NBA playoffs coming up. All right. I'm a big NBA fan. Okay. Yeah. And I'm excited to see how the play in tournament goes. Okay. For the lower seeds, it's the seven, eight seed, nine seed, and ten seed are all gonna play each other for those okay. last two playoff spots. And that's the first time that's been done? Mm-hmm. All right. So playoffs are coming up. Who's your team? The Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets. Are they in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. We're the third seed right now. Third seed, okay. Who do you think realistically is gonna win it? Uh, probably the Lakers. Honestly, you think they're, so? They're pretty loaded this year. Think going back with the late, did the Lakers win it last year? Mm-hmm. They won it last year. Yeah. All right. So, big NBA fan. Have you always been a big NBA fan? Um, or not more really. recent years. It's been more recent, like middle school and high school. I started getting because I started playing basketball with uh the Kings. Yeah, and then whenever more I played there, I was like, "This is great," and I want to watch it on watch TV. It. And I'm yeah. like, "Holy mess! These yeah. guys are like." Really good. They are good. So who's your favorite player? Nikola Jokic. All right. Who do you think is the best player in the league? Nikola Jokic, definitely. Front runner for MVP. Front runner. You've heard it right there, everybody. That's the thought uh, from David and his thought towards NBA. But 
Here we go as we wrap up. Are you, and I don't know if I need to ask this or not, are you a LeBron James fan? No. No? No. As a player, are you a LeBron James fan? Mm, not really. I mean, he's not as good as he used to be. He's, okay. Now he's kind of riding on his uh, his status to get, like, he has to get a lot of free throws every game. He's got to get a lot of calls. Right. And now his teammates have to take a much bigger step up because of it. Because it's not like at the start of his career, whenever he was one-man army every playoff series. Yeah, now right. he's... Yeah, he's a man full of excuses now. <laughs> we might better end the podcast on that one. So I always love to hear folks' thoughts on LeBron because LeBron brings up a lot of um, interesting uh, conversations and people have high thoughts towards him, good and bad. So anyways, David, great job today on the podcast. Again, a great challenge for us when it comes to relationships and thinking about um, making sure we see people through the eyes of compassion and love and seek to be people of unity and not division. So thanks for being on the podcast today. Um, great job. Thank you. Thank you all as well for watching and listening today. Love for you to like, share, and subscribe the podcast as always so other people can experience it. And we encourage you more than anything to think about living your life right now for the glory of God. Mm-hmm.